2: This is Nagel & Knowles. Everyone has the right to feel physically and psychologically safe in their workplace. The multidimensional team of Nagel & Knowles will discuss the process for helping organizations with this growing problem that we face in our society today. From a simple lack of respect in the workplace, to bullying, to extreme violence, Nagel & Knowles will create a more healthy and harmonious atmosphere. So now, please welcome Nagel & Knowles, your workplace violence prevention experts.
3: Welcome everyone. You're listening live to the Nagel Knowles broadcast on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I am one of your hosts today. I'm Claire Knowles and Robin Nagel will be joining us in a few minutes. Each week we focus on a different topic within the realm of preventing workplace violence. Today, our focus is on the security and protection of your physical company assets, what you really need to know and do, including active shooter protocols, where the greatest asset that you want to protect is your people. To underscore, Nagel Knowles & Associates have a 24-week series airing on BBM Global Network each Saturday morning from 9 to 10. Our primary team is made up of Richard Knowles, our leadership and safety expert, Claire Knowles, yours truly, HR and culture expert, and Robin Nagel, our security expert, including active shooter protocols. Our focus is always to reduce the risk of violence across the entire spectrum of workplace violence. And that stems from incivilities to bullying to harassment to vengeful acts, even to murder our passion is to be able to make a marked difference for leaders, teams, organizations, and businesses regarding your safety, security, civility, and leadership within today's workplaces. So you will find that each week, as you tune in, that you'll hear one or more of the team of Nagel and Knowles behind the microphone, and each week, we tend to gravitate to an area of specific expertise. To set the stage better, let me ask you to think of a penny, a copper penny. Consider that there are two sides of the penny metaphor description. Lincoln's face on one side of the penny is indicative of the people and psychological side of your organization, and the Lincoln Monuments facility side on the opposite side of that penny is indicative of the safety security side of your organization, and both need to be addressed when you're looking to reduce the risk of workplace violence that might be occurring in your workplace next and continuing the metaphor you can clearly see that there is copper in that penny it integrates both sides and it is integral throughout and that is the leadership component that's the leadership effect on workplace culture leadership shows up in practices like these your level of engagement your degree of autonomy how well do you enforce standards clarity of focus And whether you have collaborativeness or cohesiveness or communications and feedback loops, all are key to an organization's effectiveness. And leaders are just like that copper. They impact the whole enchilada, or per the metaphor, both sides of the penny. In preventing workplace violence, we have the wherewithal to work with the whole penny, both the inside culture, people interaction side, and the facilities physical safety security side it is who we are and it is what we do and for us at nagel knowles and associates.com we look very closely at leadership it doesn't take much does it to see when an organization lacks good leadership or if it needs leaders to become more effective so working with leaders is our forte for addressing both sides of the penny metaphor Richard Knowles is our point person for the leadership expertise that he brings. Yours truly, Claire Knowles is the point person for HR and culture, and Robin Nagel is our point person for security, physical asset protection, and active shooter protocol. Today, we are specifically focusing on the security and protection of your company physical assets, including your readiness for active shooter And because that is our focus, we know it is best to have Robin Nagel, who's our primary security team member, to be involved. So we'd like to connect him into the broadcast now so that he can share with you why his passion is so ignited in this security realm and what his background is that inspires his expertise and leadership for security and physical asset protection. And after that, we will go into how this expertise can be applied in your workplace and how it has become one of our primary offerings for Nagel and Knowles. Robin is a man of action. His connection to reducing the risk of workplace violence is huge. His story is extremely interesting and certainly drives the theme of the broadcast. So, Robin, I know you're there, and I'm pleased to share this microphone. So I'm going to ask you to please just start sharing your story with our listening audience.
4: Well, first of all, good morning, Claire. I'm excited to be here this morning. Good morning. So my story is not extraordinary. Um, I say that everybody has a story, right? And uh, I'm humbled that you asked me to share mine with you and the audience here. So I guess I'll just get right into it. So... Uh, I came from a broken home. I never met my father. He bailed on my mom when she was pregnant with me. Uh, my mom was an alcoholic. She was a bartender providing for three kids. Uh, my other brother, he dropped out of high school. And I thought that was a good idea at the time. And I followed suit first week of the 10th grade. My oldest brother committed suicide in 1986 when I was in basic training. And obviously the odds were kind of stacked against me as a young man. So. I could either became a statistic or get, get my head in the game and try to better myself. You know, coming from Staten Island, New York, where I'm from, um, you know, you kind of grow up fast. And I did. I discovered early on that I had a, a good work ethic. You know, I was a framer, a roofer. I was a mason. And I did that for three years until I decided to join the Army. Um, I had met my wife. I decided I wanted a better life for us. And so that's what we did. We went off and we joined the Army, spent 21 glorious years. I served as a military policeman uh, in the United States Army, rose to the senior rank of Sergeant Major E-9, which is the top of the food chain in the enlisted rank, for those that don't know. And the Army taught me a lot of things. You know, I was good to the Army, I say, but the Army was good to me. It taught me all about leadership and, you know, not only my skill of security and law enforcement, but leadership primarily. I spent 19 of my 21 years serving as a leader, the first three learning what it was like to be a leader. While in, it took me 20 years to earn my bachelor's degree only because, uh, not due to a lack of effort, but it's all about taking care of soldiers and leaders don't, well, leaders tend to lack their own professional development, but I got it after 20 years. And when I retired, I decided to chase the education because now I was kind of fueled and I earned a master's degree in management and leadership to kind of complement, and reinforce my success as a leader in the military. And then years later, I received a second master's degree in business and organizational security management, which kind of helped to align my professional past experiences. And I think it was a nice kind of mix. So now today, if you fast forward. You know, I feel I'm a well-rounded, seasoned security professional. I got a lot of diverse skills uh, from caring leadership, strong operational background, in public safety and law enforcement. And my two primary passions that, you're, that you know, Claire, is public mm-hmm. safety. That's protecting people and securing assets. And my other burning passion is leadership, you know, helping people. And I use a caring and nurturing leadership style and I enjoy being a coach and a mentor with a sincere intent to helping other people flourish. That's really And
3: you, you certainly do, you know I was just going to say, Robin, you certainly do that. And we're just so joyous over all that you bring to this uh, Nagel Knowles partnership. So I think it's time at this um, juncture, Robin, just to share that uh, the world certainly needs more of your passion and what you have to offer. And we're pleased to be with you today. And I can't wait to continue this conversation on the other side of a break. So when we return, we'll be pointing out how the very things Robin's sharing relate to security and physical asset protection for your workplace. You're listening live to the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We will be right back. So please stay tuned.
1: Patricia Fayeweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters in forming a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL Pipeline and she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in Books 4 and 5. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes, and she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving
5: the landscape that we all share and love. catalyst to the realization of your dreams by making them a reality based in quebec canada joanne is also a space coach using social media and skype to work with anyone anywhere around the world contact joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca 819-360-3266 now is your time
3: Welcome back. You are listening live to the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Our focus this morning is on security and physical asset protection, including active shooter readiness. This is Claire Knowles and Robin Nagel this morning of Nagel & Knowles. We've been talking about the passion that Robin has for this work and a bit of his story, which brought him to the path of expertise that he's pursuing, and in turn, which Nagel Knowles relies upon for our offering for Workplaces. So we also know, Robin, that you have earned your stripes in the military with a very successful career. And would you share now how that has influenced the passion that you have for the work you're doing today?
4: Sure, Claire. So I just want to go back a little bit about, uh, you know, how my education uh, was important to me and how it drove me into the business that I'm into now. So having retired to Sergeant Major E9, a lot of people don't know exactly what that is unless they've served or had a loved one served. And so with that, I wasn't sure coming out here how my credibility would be uh, as a whole. So that that's why it was important for me to earn that master's degree in management and leadership to show my passion, um, to lend credibility to the success I had as a leader. And I feel like it did that. And then the second master's degree in business and organizational security management was to help align my past experience with my current, and I feel you know that mix is what kind of set me up for success out here in the civilian sector. So, I've been retired for I don't know 13 years now. I retired back in 2006, and you know my goal was to operate in the private and public sector so that I could build you know a diverse background. And, you know, make me a force multiplier out here in the industry.
3: Well, that you certainly are. And there's certainly strength in your voice, Robin, as you share your background, but certainly in your presence. And as I said earlier, the world really needs more of what you have to offer. I'm wondering if you would point out for our listeners the categories where you most put your talents to work.
4: Claire, you humble me with your kind words. Thank you. <laughs> So I guess if I had to uh, you know, put them all in a bracket, there's about eight that um, I operate in, and that's executive and personal protection. I deal in physical security, from basic physical security I have knowledge in, all the way up to nuclear physical security, which I have extensive experience in from the military. Security management as well, that's organization, leadership, managerial, program, process, procedures. Of course, workplace violence prevention, where we operate now, management and leadership, which is that second passion we talked about, because workplace violence prevention deals with leadership. It all comes back to people. Also risk management and safety. And then lastly, I would say team and organizational development, Claire. Okay.
3: Well, for those that are listening, I just say, remember that penny metaphor that we referenced in the earlier segment? Well, the penny metaphor addresses both the inside culture, psychological safety concerns, and the external facilities and physical safety and security of our workplaces. So when we think about the epidemic of workplace violence happening across this country today— We get feedback from employers that they are craving answers on how do they get more civility in their workplaces and more confidence in their security awareness. So when I put that kind of a statement out there, Robin, what kind of comes to you? What comes to mind for you?
4: Well, I think the first one, Claire, in the civility, which is, you know, a key ingredient in the workforce, you know, what is civility? You know, the the definition of civility is a formal politeness and courtesy and behavior or speech.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's kind
4: of like parenting, if I can give you that example. So, you know, as good parents, we want to raise our kids to be polite, to be courteous, to treat people with dignity and respect, right? That's right. So it's the same thing with bosses. You know, to build civility in the workplace, you have to set accountables for people's behavior, not only their performance, but the behavior. If you have an employee that is, uh, you know technically and tactically sound in their job but they lack behavior well then that's a problem it's hard to find that total combination in the workplace and as far as security awareness you know organizations need to recognize the fact that they may be weak in that area they need to seek help in it you know get trained professionals like ourselves, and then you know build a program and I'll talk a little bit more about security awareness here in a little while
3: Okay, so that civility then really comes down to the one side of the penny with the culture and the people side. And then we have the security, which, yes, it protects the people, but it's also is your facilities and then your active shooter. Is that correct?
4: Yes, absolutely, Claire. You know, the uh, workplaces become overwhelmed. You know, the bosses are too busy. uh, They overlook a lot of things. And oftentimes it's too late once something happens. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, it all comes back to people, then, doesn't it?
4: Absolutely. So,
3: so, with your background and your skills, Robin, you're quite versatile for both sides of that penny, and we know that, and we love you for that. And I know that you work a lot in that facility-based arena outside of Nagel and Knolls.
4: Yes, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So, one of the biggest things for me on the, you know, the hard stuff that we call it, you know, the backside of that penny is the physical aspect of security. And a lot of times, most of the time, when I go into an organization to do a vulnerability study, right? We, we can't figure out where we're going if we don't know where we are now. And uh, some of my colleagues that are out there listening know that the vulnerability study is the foundation of that. You know, we look at access, egress. Um, do they have a workplace violence prevention program in place? Is it backed by senior leadership? Is it a, you know, combined effort with multi-business units? And then of course uh, there's the situational awareness piece. You know, which is huge. You know, situational awareness. The one thing I want to point out, Claire, is there's a difference between security awareness programs and security training. And a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know that. But a, the training piece is a set of body knowledge that's tested for short-term comprehension, right? It's like watching okay. the the annual video. And then the primary purpose of security awareness is to change behaviors. And, you know, we're always talking about changing the behaviors, right?
3: That's right. That's right. We are. Mm -hmm. Because we have to. And, you know, I know you've talked with that situational awareness, a lot of it about how much we sleepwalk in organizations. So you need not only to have an immediate trained awareness, but, but people to understand the bigger picture. So I, I just think that that's, that's so important. I think that soon, Robin, we're going to be coming up to a break. And um, when we do or when we come back from that break, I'd like to talk some more and go a little more deeply about the situational awareness. So maybe you can think of an example or two that would really, you know, help our our um, listeners out there. Absolutely. So I just want to remind the audience, you're listening to Nagel and Knowles. This is Claire Knowles and Robin Nagel this morning. And uh, we're running out of time on this segment. But when we come back, we'll talk some more about people and accountabilities and leadership. And especially about the situational awareness of what we need in the workplace. So you're listening live to BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We will be right back.
1: Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life.
6: Wikiwags brings harmony back into your
1: home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a seven-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit WikiWags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit MyWikiWags.com and start enjoying having man's
3: best friend around. Welcome back. You're listening live to the BBM Global Network and to TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Claire Knowles and and Robin Nagel this morning where our focus is on security and the physical asset protection including active shooter readiness. We've been talking about the passion for that Robin has for this work and a bit of his story, but mostly the expertise that he has and that he brings to the offering in the security and the physical safety world. As we left the last section, we were talking about situational awareness and that has had to do all with the security element, and I just wanted to start right into it again. Robin, can you give us some examples of what you kind of meant by the lack of awareness of and a situational awareness in workplaces?
4: Sure, Claire. So, again, let me just reiterate here that the security awareness piece is the change in behavior, right? We mm-hmm. have to understand, you know, where we are in today's society. You know, we can't just walk around aimlessly. Uh, you know, into our own business, into our cell phones, you know, keeping our head down. Those days have changed. And society and these unfortunate incidents that are going on around the world, you know, have only proven that. You know, we can't walk around with our heads down, you know, buried in the sand and having no clue as to what's going on around you. Let me give you an example. Uh, I'll use a, a woman for example. Let's say she's working late, you know, because she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's a hard worker. She's working after hours. She uh, She leaves. It's limited visibility outside, and she leaves the building, and she's got a little bit of a walk to her parking garage. Okay. So it's dark out. She's on her phone because she's, you know, talking to maybe a loved one, Mm
0: -hmm. and what she
4: doesn't recognize is a gentleman that's following her into the parking garage, Mm -hmm. and unbeknownst to her, this guy's been following her. So I'll let that play out in your own mind. I mean, you could figure out how disastrous that could be, but... You know, I, I teach friends and, you know, my wife and other people, you have to be familiar with your surroundings at all time. That's in your workplace. That's when you go into the mall, the movie theater. You've got to familiarize yourself. So it's that whole change behavior that I told you about earlier. And that's what we really try to stress when we go into organizations is that whole behavioral change.
3: And I like it, Robin, that you really have the whole enchilada when it comes to the offering for organizations and businesses to consider, especially when they're crying out for help and preventing workplace violence. Because as you've said many times now, it starts with our understanding, doesn't it? It starts with with knowing that we need an awareness first. And then once we start to become aware, we get to see a lot more things.
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I find that I have a lot to offer and I provide to companies but having those others with special skills is also important. You know, a lot of us talk about a, a you know, a, it's got to be a collaborative approach. And that's the beauty about what me, you, and Dick bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put it all together and you have that synergy and you're able to address the whole enchilada, as you put it, um, you know, you're going to be firing on all cylinders and provide a lot of help. And this reminds me of a quote from Helen Keller, if you don't mind me sharing. Please and, do. Sure. She said that. Alone, we can do some, but together, we can do so much. And that's the truth. And that's why, you know, that's our differentiator, really, is that we provide a collaborative and multidisciplined approach. And working independently is okay, but teaming up with you guys has, has been a real strength. You know, I bring in the security awareness, physical security protocol side, and you and Richard increase my offering by bringing operational leadership, HR and culture aspects that you hit on, Claire, Mm
3: -hmm. and
4: this all includes the comprehensive elements that we try to incorporate into a workplace violence prevention program. And that's not just the policy, but it's the communication piece, the training, and right down to the individual work group where we teach them about respectfulness uh, and development. So it's a great team we have. I love the the collective effort that you, Richard, and I share. And, you know, when we work together. It's as Nagel, Knowles and Associates. And if we're working independently or in a team, it's all good for us.
3: Yes, it is. You know, I think I speak for all of us on this team that we're excited about this synergy.
4: Yeah, I mean, synergy is a word that's kicked out there a lot, right? People want to mm-hmm. meet for coffee. Hey, Rob, let's meet for coffee and see if we have any synergy. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great word, but. You know, I define synergy as the interaction or cooperation of two or more people or entities, right? Mm-hmm. In our case, you know, we're consultants slash advisors. Uh, we try to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of our separate effects, like I just alluded to a little bit ago.
0: Yes. And that
4: can only be a good and positive thing to produce yeah. positive results, right?
3: It certainly is. It's really a good thing, Robin. And I really liked what you shared earlier about how everything always comes back to people.
4: And it does. And that's why I love working with you guys, because it allows me to apply my two passions, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It's about treating people with dignity and respect, because it all comes back to people, and it does. Yes, so when yes. And we peel the onion back on all these situations. You know, it, it's about dignity and respect, as I mentioned earlier, Mm-hmm. The things are going to happen in the workplace, like you said, that, um, you know, perhaps HR or the organization doesn't provide a soft landing when they fire somebody. And that just mm-hmm. kind of adds a little bit of fuel to the fire, if you will.
3: That's right. It's about people and it's about leadership. And I'm going to roll right in because we've got a couple minutes left in the segment and uh, ask you, Robin, if we could just begin to uh, touch on, at least for the balance of this segment, some of the basic strategies, just the basic strategies around the facilities and acid protection so that our our listening audience can get a little better understanding.
4: Sure. All right. So If you'll bear with me for a quick second here. So visually, I want you to imagine three circles. One of those circles has threat in it because every organization has threats, right? Then the other circle, which overlaps that, deals with assets. You know, that's people, that's your property. And then the third circle is your vulnerabilities. Inside of that is what we have to figure out. So there's four basic strategies that I'll share with you. And those are deter, detect, detect delay and respond. So let's talk about the first one, harden. I'm sorry, deter. So deterrence, how do we figure out how to deter? By providing needed resources to harden the facilities. And this comes in many forms, and this comes out of, Claire, the threat and vulnerability assessments that we talked about earlier. This helps us identify the resources that we need. So when I say deter, we want to deter bad guys or bad actors from entering our workplace. Mm -hmm. And how we do that is we harden our facility.
3: Okay, so the first one is is deter, then detect, then delay, and then respond. And at the next segment, we're going to go into these a little bit deeper, Robin. I'm sorry we have to cut off right now, but we'll be be coming up on a break now. And for the listening audience, you'll be hearing more from Robin about protecting your facilities and your physical assets. So you are all listening live to Nagel Knowles and Associates, and we're coming to you direct from the BBM Global Network and tuning. In radio. We will be right back. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving
1: advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. mr Stupula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stipoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ERS.
5: Today, learn the My Short Sale Guru Way. Welcome
3: back. You're listening live to the Nagel Knolls and Associates broadcast your workplace violence prevention experts and we are on bbm global network and tune in radio this morning we've been talking about the entire spectrum of workplace violence prevention but specifically with robin nagel about the facilities and physical asset protection of your workplace including active shooter protocol when we left the last section robin was taking over uh talking to us about the strategies about um hardening and deterring and detecting and uh, distancing and responding. And then he was going to go into having a trained response and what that might look like. So I'm going to turn it right back to Robin because I think he wants to finish up about the basic strategies and then go right into the trained response. Robin, you there?
4: Yes, Claire, thank you. And if I get to talking too much, feel free to interject here with me. Okay. All right, so I I left off with the deterrence. Um, And with regards to your facility, you know, that's everything from adequate lighting at night, because it's not just about how we can fortify and deter bad guys during the day, but it's also at night, right? So you want to make sure your lighting is adequate, your access control system is adequate and up to date. You know, do you have cameras in the workplace? Do you have a guard force? Do you have a visitor management system? You know, bad guys, mm-hmm. whether it's your workplace or your house or even a person, a bad guy is always going to look for the soft target and you can't create yourself or your business and you have to deter those bad guys. All right. So the second one, so we tried to deter them. It didn't work. So now we need to detect them. How do we detect bad guys that are now in our areas? Now this is where the security infrastructure comes into place, right? Mm -hmm. This is where it's important to have cameras. This is where it's important to have alarm systems in place uh cameras whether they're fixed or you know pan tilt zoom cameras uh is it necessary to have a guard force you know also a detection are your employees you know we always reinforce this that employees are like the first line of defense you know if you see you know somebody tailgating you for example inside your building you know it takes a strong employee to stop them right there deny them entry and send them back to the front Mm -hmm. to check in properly. All right, so the third one is to delay. Okay, so now our cameras have failed, bad guys are in, and this one, Claire, is really about distance and time. Think about it, distance and time. So what measures do we have in place now to delay the bad guys from gaining full entry in order to wreak havoc? Because let's face it, it happens in schools. If a bad guy wants to get in, he's going to get in, Mm
7: -hmm. and
4: he's going to wreak some havoc, unfortunately. You know, the risk is always going to be there. All we can do is try to mitigate it. So are there multiple barriers, for example, at the points of entry to your workplace? How many points of entry are there? Is there controlled access? What about locking mechanisms, which are often overlooked? Locks are supposed to work on our behalf, right? That's right. Not the bad guy. I shouldn't have to reach around the door in a hallway to lock the door to protect me from the inside. And Mm -hmm. I think think we're getting better at the the locking mechanisms. So we must... Go ahead, Claire. You no, know, I was just say, even key card systems work with that. Absolutely. And a lot of you know and a lot of that works. It just depends on the, you know, the business itself, whether that's a necessity or not. But yeah, that's pretty popular as well. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing you need to remember is we have to be able to decrease the amount of time the bad guy is able to gain access while increasing response efforts. Yes. So if you think about that, that that's the goal here with the delaying. All right. So The last one is the responding and when i say respond i'm talking about a trained response and that comes internally from the workforce which is what we do we we train the workforce a lot of times on active shooter which is you know a complete reactionary mode you know me you and dick we try to operate in the prevention world you know so that the active shooter stuff doesn't come to fruition that's right so aside from the internal Training of, of the workforce, you know, you've got law enforcement, you know, they're going to be trained. They're continually training their technique, their tactics, techniques and procedures. And in trying to increase their, you know, response time. And so organizations are always encouraged to, you know, make that connection with law enforcement. So that they can work together to uh, to help break that down. So those are the four ones uh, that I share, okay. Claire, basic strategies.
3: Okay, and when you're talking about that incident happening, the shooting occurs, and you're really going to go into that trained response. You can have a trained response or an untrained response. And it would be much better for an organization to have people know what they're going to do right because they're going to be fearful. They're going to be startled. My gosh, okay. So do you want to quickly go into that, Rob? We've got about two minutes in this segment where you could start with that.
4: Absolutely. Okay, so this is the challenge, right, Claire? is having organizations uh, raise their hand and say, hey, look, I need help. You know, I, I, don't, I don't feel we're adequately trained. And you're right. The idea is to be trained versus untrained, responsible. Let me share some stuff with you, so some, some effects that happen. So when the incident occurs, you know, two things are going to happen right away. There's going to be startle and fear. I don't care if you're trained or untrained. Mm-hmm. Once the stuff hits the fan, the only person that may be able to help me is me right right my organization failed at some point now and i'm having to fend for myself so each of us has to take an active role in our own safety and i always stress that so once the incident occurs all prevention methods have failed as i said Mm -hmm. and now we find ourselves in a full-on reactionary mode and that's exactly what we got to do right we have to react so you got two choices claire you can all either right. go fetal, as we say, going fetal, where you fall on the floor and you curl up in a corner in the hopes that it all goes away. And I'm not just, just. Go just
3: ahead. Pan, I just panicked, right? Okay.
4: Exactly. And some people, and I, I don't say that jokingly, I mean, some people will do that. They'll fall down, mm-hmm. crawl in a corner, and mm-hmm. uh, and hope it goes away. Yes. Or there's others that are going to spring into action. And hopefully, your action as a trained responder you know, is going to. Is going to help other people and that's exactly what happens
3: yeah i would much rather be coming at this with a trained response than to be untrained and just be totally helpless and that's really what we try to talk to organizational leaders about is is the better it is for your people to be aware and to have knowledge so tell us more about the trained response we've got about 40 seconds yet in this
4: all right so we all know the untrained response you're gonna panic disbelief Complete denial, and you're going to feel helpless. So what we strive for is the trained response. Yes, I'm going to get anxious, regardless of how much training I've had. You know, it's it's about adrenaline, but as long as the adrenaline is flowed, you know, properly with direction, it's going to work. So having a continual training program in your organization will allow you to recall the training. That's what it's all about. It's kind of like muscle memory. And, oh. uh So there's a little bit more I'll go into here. I know you're probably coming up on a break here in a little bit.
3: Yeah, we are, but it's such important information, Robin. So we are coming up on a break, a short one. I'll just remind the listeners, you're listening to Nagel, Knowles & Associates. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and we will be right back. So please stay tuned.
7: Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, In San Bernardino counties. Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we Provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at jobsannex.com will help each applicant construct an award winning resume, an eye catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. Jobsannex.com. That's J O B S A N N E X.com.
1: Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia life is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age. Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daily Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com, or email her at pdlife at gmail.com.
3: Welcome back. This is Claire Knowles and Robin Nagel with Nagel Knowles & Associates, where our collective work is in reducing the risk of workplace violence, especially as it relates to safety, security, civility, and leadership for your workplaces. Check us out at Nagel Knowles and Associates.com. This morning, we've been continuing to address the entire spectrum of preventing workplace violence, but specifically focusing on facilities and physical asset protection and active shooter protocols. Robin Nagel was in the midst of talking about trained response versus non-trained responses just before we had to break. We're going to pick up from there, and then he's going to go into when the last resort, when all else has failed. Robin? Hi, Claire. I know.
4: Okay, so we're going to get back to the four real quick. So this is the trained response. So we're going we're to get anxious. We're going to b- begin to recall our training, the muscle memory that I was telling you about. And then we begin to prepare ourselves mentally, and now we commit to act. So it's important that doing annual mandatory training on a computer, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is not going to cut it. Those who are trained and take immediate action will no doubt be looked upon by others. Right. If people look at me and they say, hey, this guy thinks or he looks like he knows what's going on anyway. You know, employees, visitors, vendors are going to look to me for direction. So, you need to try to remain calm. And I need to gain a quick understanding as to what I'm what might be taking place, whether it's an active shooter and then take action. So serious reoccurring training is the key that we try to drive home all the time. I'm going to use the army real quick as an example. You know, all we did during peacetime is train. That's what we do. We train for success in combat. And, you know, we have a little saying, uh, the more you sweat during peacetime, the less you bleed in combat. And my point here is that, you know, the more you train for active shooter scenarios, the more likely you are going to be to react appropriately and survive. You know, the analogy I used for the military is no different than the workplace. you know, employers are responsible to provide a safe and secure workplace environment if we're doing continual training and i know that i'm going to be able to react it's going to allow me to focus on my business and help to increase the bottom line and make people more productive and lastly i just want to say that training must be a multi multidisciplined disciplined approach and that's everything from mul- from uh, when i say multi i'm talking about business units you got legal safety security all those uh, separate business units, and you have to have senior leader support, Claire. I can't emphasize Abs- that enough.
3: Absolutely, and that training is so essential—not just the computer, but the real world, and how how we see that over and over again. So, um, and what happens when we get into the last resort?
4: Okay, this is where we try not to be, right, Claire? We focus on the prevention efforts, and yes, although I do this training, and it's a you know it's a hot ticket item today. You know, we have to train it, and we do train it, and we take it seriously. So during an active shooter uh, situation, you know, it's all about survival of self and those around you, right?
3: Yes, right.
4: And those who are trained and take immediate action, as I said earlier, are going to be looked upon for direction. So when we decide, there's, uh, there's three things that Department of Homeland Security teach us. Now, there's other language being tossed around the industry for the three words, which are run, hide, and fight. I've seen stuff that are talking about evade, barricade, and counterattack. I mean, I don't like to confuse people. I like to stick to, stick to what we know and stick to the basics, and that's where we're going here. All right, so any one of the combinations to run, hide, and fight is essential to survival. To freeze and do nothing is unacceptable and only creates further risk. Try and remain calm and understand what's going on around you. So the first thing we want to try to do is run. If at all possible, Claire, you got to run. Yes. And hopefully you made yourself and your team familiar with the surroundings and have an understanding of where to go. You know, it's great that you run a five-minute mile, but if you don't know where you're going, it does you no good because you're not going to get out of the building.
3: That's right. Where are those exits?
4: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you decide to run, don't waste any time. I'm going to cover some things here quickly. And... uh... And these are in our booklet too which claire will talk about later you leave your personal belongings behind because every single second counts don't be grabbing your laptop your purse that's underneath the the desk if at all possible help others to escape right human nature tells us to help one another and for those that froze up in the corner or there might be handicapped person in a wheelchair that needs our help and assistance um if others don't follow and a lot of times they won't You know, maybe that person that's laying in the corner, stick with your course of action and don't waste any more time. And while evacuating, try and prevent others from entering the building or the area, you know, because work goes on. Right. I might be coming out of the elevator on the sixth floor. I have no idea what's going on. I'm hearing yelling and screaming. So it's my hope that one of my fellow employers are going to tell me what's going on and how the the heck to get out of there.
3: Right. Turn around. Get Get out.
4: Exactly. And don't attempt to remove wounded personnel. Again, that's human nature. You're going to want to do it, but it's only going to cause further risk. And although I'm saying that now, it happens anyway. You know, we've got hero teachers that protect uh, students that wind up getting killed. And unfortunately, you know, men and women of action that do that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, are going to perish at times.
3: So tell us some more about the hide piece.
4: All right. Let's get into the hiding. Now, hiding is not fun, right? Unless you're a kid and you played hide and seek. Mm-hmm. it's definitely not something uh, in this situation that makes you feel good so if you decided to hide as your best course of action you've got to follow these steps I'm getting ready to outline because this is nerve wracking and you need to mm-hmm. remain calm and if you're not alone um, you know there's going to be people crying and screaming and we need to try to help them out make sure that you hide out of the view of the shooter obviously mm-hmm. as quickly as possible you need to shut down all the lights you need to close blinds we've got to silence our cell phones we got to stop people from screaming. And, of course, we want to barricade. That's the first order of business. Wherever we are, we need to barricade that. We use furniture and any other means that we have at our disposal. And try not to be restricted when we hide. You know, we, we don't want to leave uh, leave ourselves susceptible. If we can communicate with law enforcement, you know, phones on silent, maybe we 911. Maybe we get a, a piece of paper and we write a note on it and we hold it up to the window for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But... The other thing to remember is that we have to remain in the hiding place until the all clear is given. You know, don't get up and poke your head out the door, for example, because you don't hear nothing. Mm hmm. And let's a- go.
3: Let's go, go right into fight, Rob, because we right. just had a one minute mark. You got here. it.
4: OK, so fighting. So now this is the last resort. And when I say fight, I'm talking violence of action here, whether it's one or ten. We're committed to taking this bad guy down. We're going to use any means necessary, scissors, staplers, books, fire extinguishers, and we're going to make a collective decision that when this guy tries to come in here, we're going to disarm him, and a lot of times that's up to lethal, you know? Yes, We may yes. have to try to kill the shooter, Claire.
3: That's right, and that's that's the worst. And I hate to have to close this program, but you have been listening to Robin Nagel and Claire Knowles talk about preventing workplace violence. We have to take this break, and when we come back, Robin's going to give us... His charge to all businesses and organizations, and hopefully, we'll finish up on that run hide fight. So, we are coming to you from BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Stay tuned because we will be right back.
1: Jenny Friend is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified clinical sexologist, commonly known as a sex therapist, with over 30 years of experience in the field of sexuality. She's been a researcher and teacher and is further trained in human development over the lifespan. She's also a published author and a radio personality. Her specialized training in lifespan developments means she can help individuals, couples, and families through difficult developmental phases. Her primary ways of working are through the tools of cognitive, behavioral, and psychoenergetics theories and techniques. Couples, individual men, and women, and families are also welcome. She can meet in her office in Costa Mesa, California or on the internet through Skype at Jenny Friend MFT Call 714-210-9200 You can also send an email from her website at www.centerforclarity.org That phone number again is 714-210-9200
6: Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution Founder of Weight No More Consulting Debra Simons can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery i know i had the surgery two years ago and i am 135 pounds lighter and medication free this full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery servicing all of canada Weight no more consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life.
3: Welcome back to the Nagel Knowles broadcast on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Claire Knowles and Robin Nagel of Nagel Knowles & Associates, where collectively our team of experts help you to reduce the risk of workplace violence across the spectrum. And that relates to safety, security, civility, and leadership. We do it all. The specific focus this morning has been having Robin share his work with us about protecting our facilities, physical asset protection, and in protecting our greatest asset, our employees, by way of having proper response training and establishing active shooter protocols. It's a good point in the program to quickly lift up that Nagel and Knowles have created a booklet, a handbook of sorts, that's titled Guide to Reducing the Risk of Workplace Violence, The Absolute Essentials, and you will find within it a compilation of all the things you've been hearing about today from Robin around security mindedness and active shooter protocols, as well as about the entire spectrum of workplace violence, from stopping incivilities, to bullying, to harassment prevention, to vengeful acts, even to murder. And you may have one copy free just by going to our website, NagelKnowlesAndAssociates.com, and scroll down to the comment box or the contact us box and simply request your copy by providing us your U.S. Postal Service address and we'll mail it out to you. We'll even pick up the postage. So now let's return to Robin. You've probably got some nuggets you want to summarize for us, Robin, or a charge to us I that do. we should be mindful as we work at, in this increasingly difficult world here of workplaces.
4: I do, Claire. So I know we covered a lot of stuff here today, and um, but here's my charge. I always like to leave a charge, right? So the mm-hmm. first thing I'm going to do is to tell you to call us. If something's keeping you up at night. if you're a CEO, supervisor, it doesn't matter. If something's keeping you up at night, you know, and you need to talk about it or you need some questions answered, just give us a call. I mean, it's a simple discussion. Um, and if the re- if our message here this morning resonates with you, um, you know give us a call. You know, in today's environment, you know we can no longer ignore the signs and the situations that are going on around us. You, you've got to be proactive as a CEO in the business. And you know, if you're an employee and you're saying, well, what can I do? I'm just an employee. Well, there's a lot you can do. Remember, OSHA requires employers to provide a safe and secure work environment. And if you don't feel safe in the workplace, you need to tell your boss. And his boss needs to tell his boss. And you keep pounding that message until something happens that makes you feel secure. I'm gonna charge you to keep your head in the game in life that is at the workplace, that's outside the workplace, you know, familiarize yourself with your surroundings. Recognize behavioral warning signs of your employees. I always say that no one knows us like us, right? I mean, if, if Robin is exhibiting uh, poor behavior and I start to, to clam up, you know, you got to say something. Be a, be a good peer and find out what's going on. if okay, but if it's getting worse and you see something, you got to say something, and we say that in the industry. Uh, and then be that bo- the voice in your organization, as I said. You know, Don't just sit around. You should feel good in your workplace. You should jump up out of bed every day and go to work and want to make a positive impact. And then lastly, I would just say remain vigilant at all times. And no sleepwalking, as we say. Keep your head in the game. You know, Claire, it's been an honor. I appreciate it. I love talking to our audience. I love collaborating with you guys. And I appreciate you having me on the show today. And it's it's always a pleasure.
3: And I'm looking forward to hearing you on the show as you be the lead next week, Robin. That'll I got be a special so
4: guest next week.
3: I know you do. That'll be terrific. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I just I just want to conclude this today by saying we've we've really been talking today about active shooter protocols and facility protection. So our time together just went too quickly, and you've been listening to Nagel, Knowles, and Associates.com, your workplace violence prevention experts. Don't forget to order your book from our website. Check out our LinkedIn profiles. And our archives of these broadcasts are available on the show at BBM Global Network, yours to listen to at your convenience. We'll see you again next week. We're signing off
2: listen each week for answers to all of your workplace violence concerns here on nagel and knowles if you require help in your workplace setting contact nagel and knowles at 716-622-6467 or log on to nagel Associates.com.
1: you've been listening to the bbm global network